Welcome to the final episode of my flock experience. Today was the fourth and final day of the International SAC Conference and marks my last day at the Federated Logic Conference. I've been here a total of 12 days and it'll be sad to go home tomorrow. My favourite session today was another guest lecture. This time it was someone from the Canadian National Security Agency. I really enjoyed this presenter's style. He was very clear in his explanations and well-paced during his presentation. He spoke about using the Boolean satisfiability problem as a way to construct a probabilistic membership filter. A probabilistic membership filter is a data structure that can be used to test whether an element is in a set. A Bloom filter is one such data structure that's been around since the 1970s. The lecturer spoke about his latest research showing it's possible to build a Boolean equation using exclusive OR clauses to achieve an information efficiency rate far in excess of the widely used Bloom filter. As the size of the set increases, its efficiency approaches 100%. Interestingly, the source code for this isn't publicly available and belongs to the NSA, but the lecturer insisted it would be easy to replicate these results based on his presentation. He also explained how this relates to the sharpness threshold for random KSAT, which we saw yesterday in one of the presentations. I found this fascinating. The last session of the day was the award ceremony. This was actually quite a drawn out process, as there were numerous awards given for a variety of things, with rounds of applause throughout. Funnily enough, the Best Student Paper Award went to the team who worked on the Sharpness Threshold paper, which seemed to be the theme of the day and a significant result for the SAT community. After this, there were awards for the best solvers. These are broken down into different categories depending on the type of problem being solved, whether that's SAT, QBF, DQBF, etc. There are lots of these. They all follow the same format of running each solver against a large set of benchmarks to see which solves the most problems in a limited time period. The category that's most fiercely contested is the SAT category, which is further broken down into different tracks. There's the main track, which is for single-threaded solvers, a parallel track which allows for up to 24 cores, there's a random SAT track for solving randomly generated instances, and so on. The one I was most interested in was the parallel track, as these are the solvers you typically use if you're trying to solve a really hard problem that could potentially take hours or days. Of course, you could use a single-threaded solver here, but if you have four or eight cores in your computer, you may as well put them to use. The winners of this category were solvers called Painless and Plingaling. Excellent names indeed. At the end of the session, I shook hands with Fuji and said my goodbyes before heading back to my accommodation. After recording this podcast, I'll be heading out to meet my friends from Madrid, who are returning for the mid-flock workshops this weekend. I think we'll be having another round of Camden Inc. or two. Before I go, I'd like to reflect on the initial questions I had when I arrived here. It's been a busy two weeks, and there's been a lot going on. I went into this conference wondering what it would be like to be a student again. I've really enjoyed the experience, and I'm happy with how much I've understood and taken in during my time here. The material has certainly challenged me, and occasionally I've questioned what I'm doing here, but my overall feeling is that the last two weeks have been educational and confidence-boosting for me. I think the thing that's made it most enjoyable are the people. 
Finding out who these people are, what they do, and spending time with them has been the highlight of my stay. Their mindsets are different from those I normally interact with. They have different perspectives and motivations, and I think it's a good thing to expose yourself to differences of opinion. I'd like to stay in touch with some of these people if possible, but I'm not sure how realistic that is. As to whether I want to return to education and do this full-time, well, the jury's still out on that. I like to build and create and make imaginative things, and I'm not sure whether a PhD, for example, would necessarily satisfy me in that regard. I really enjoy the practical side of what I do, and I'm also motivated enough to work on my own projects with my own goals. I think I'd benefit hugely from having a mentor and the support of a university, but I'm not sure I necessarily want to work within the parameters of the education system. I was hoping by the end of my time here, I'd have a strong sense of what to do, but I'm left feeling unsure and indecisive about my future. My immediate thoughts are to take the things I've learned here and further improve my grasp on them. There have been many inspiring talks and ideas that I'd like to play with and read into, and so, without worrying too much, that's what I'm going to do. If I ultimately decide to pursue something academic, at least I'll be better informed by my time here and able to make a more objective decision. What do you think I should do? If you have ideas or suggestions, I'd be keen to hear them. Send me a direct message on Twitter, or contact me by some other means. I've never been very good at making decisions, so perhaps I can crowdsource this, right? I'm sure that will work. To wrap up, I've learned many things about myself during the last couple of weeks, and it's been a wonderful experience. It'll be sad to leave Oxford tomorrow, but I'm also tired and quite looking forward to sleeping in my own bed again. It's been intense, not least because of my commitment to document my time here through this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening, and if you're staying on for the rest of Flock, then have a great time. Before I go, I'd like to briefly mention my next immediate project, which is to create some screencasts about making imaginative things with code. I'm not sure when exactly they will launch, as I have very little time, but you can sign up to a newsletter at makercasts.org. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris Patuzzo. That's P-A-T-U-Z-Z-O. Thanks for listening. Thank you.